Scott Jackson Show here at Pride Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Joining us right now via the Ballyhoo's guest line. It is interim Old Dominion basketball coach Kieran Donahue with us. And uh, good enough to get some time as he does each and every Monday. Tough loss to uh, Georgia Southern on Saturday. Before we get to that, Coach, obviously the big news, uh, the team has dismissed Vashana, your leading scorer, the freshman, uh, from the team. Uh, just a little bit on the, that decision and uh, how, how you came about it. Well, thanks, Scott. It's good to be with you again. Um, yes, it's, it's unfortunate, but you're correct. Fashawn uh, Ouellette has been dismissed from the basketball team, um, and it's not a situation that we wanted to have happen or anything, but that's the direction that we um, have to go in at this point in time. I know throughout this process with you coming in as the interim coach, while you know Jeff's obviously on medical leave, you talked about how he is really separated from the, from the situation outside of just you know some daily you know we're here and there checking in on him, see how he's doing. But is this the type of thing that you at least you know bring him uh, make aware to him that's about to happen, or do you consult him? I mean, how does that kind of work with uh, the situation you guys are in right now? I've had a conversation. I have had a conversation with Jeff regarding. This situation, yes, and, and I was, um, and, and beyond, and beyond that, Scott, I'm sorry, I, I really don't have any further comment. Understood. I, I just wanted to check and see how that worked. Obviously, it's a unique situation, um, and I would imagine too, these are the kind of things with any with any athlete in any sport at the school. This is something that obviously the administration has to be made aware of, right? Absolutely. All right. Yes. Well, all all decisions, significant decisions of this nature. Um, I am certainly including, um, you know, Dr. Seelig and the administration of our athletic department. All right, we're here with Kieran Donahue, Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one, joins us via the Ballyhoo's guest line. All right, Saturday night, a rough start against uh, Georgia Southern in terms of making shots. Very good effort, though, as you, as you scrap back in this one uh, to come up short. How do you go about getting that kind of second half execution in into your your first half play? Because it certainly. Uh, were some some good execution in the second half, you know, after a, a rough start there on the at home. No, there's no doubt. I, you know, I, I thought we, you know, we, again, we didn't get the result we wanted. That's obvious. Um, but I thought we played a pretty good basketball game by by and large. Um, we didn't shoot the ball well in the first half at all, um, and that was very obvious. You know, we we shot a very low percentage. Um, you know, and and we had. Uh, too many turnovers, not a ton, but but too many, especially when you're when you're not shooting the ball well. Um, and they were unforced turnovers. It's not that Georgia Southern was forcing turnovers. We just threw the ball away a couple of times on the offensive end that and didn't even really get a good shot. So um, those two things added up. But but I thought uh, by and large we took good shots. I thought the ball moved. I thought we moved. I thought we looked cohesive um, on offense. Um, you know, and and the ball just didn't go in the basket very much in the first half. And then, and then finally in the second half. You know, after this slow first few minutes, um, you know, those last 15 minutes, we, we played very, very well. Um, and the ball, you know, again, we, we made shots. Um, but I thought throughout the game, by and large, we, we took the right shots. We, we played the right way. We played together. Um, we were connected, right? We, we looked connected. We felt connected um, on both ends of the court. Um, you know, on, on, the, on the defensive end, you know, I thought we, we guarded very, very well in the first half also. Um, you know, we our offense just couldn't keep up. You know, and we, you know, we missed a couple of free throws, um, which is challenging. You know, what I mean, we we got to we got to find a way to capitalize more from the foul line um, and 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 take better advantage of, of some of the easier ones, which would have closed that gap. 
Um, but again, I, I thought our defensive focus was excellent all game long. Our defensive effort was excellent all game long. Um, you know, and, and our, our offensive focus and our offensive teamwork was pretty darn good all game long. Um, you know, we just got to find a way to put the ball in the basket better. Individually, uh, I thought over these last two home games you had, I mean, you got a ton out of Leroy Odiahi, who, of course, uh, comes over from Ireland, doesn't have a ton of playing experience, but it really looks like he is, he's growing up quick for you. Uh, give me your thoughts on what has improved for him, and uh, can you continue to, to count on him to give you big minutes when you need him? Yeah, I certainly hope so, um, that we can continue to count on him. I, I think, you know, the things that Leroy does well um, – we, we, you know, we probably can count on, right? He, he's long, right? He's, he's not heavy, but he is 6'11", whatever he is, 6'10", 6'11", and, long, and a long 6'11", right? He, he protects the rim, right? He, he, he blocks some shots, but he alters a lot of shots. Excuse me. Um, you know, and he's, he's, he has a presence at the rim defensively that no one else on our team does. Um, and, you know, as the last line of, of, of defense, I mean, that's, that's different for us and so that's you know very very valuable um he plays very hard right he, he really he plays hard all the time he competes you know really hard um and he's going after rebounds at both ends of the floor you know he's getting us a, a extra chance you know extra opportunities on the offensive end by getting offensive rebounds you know he's going to the defensive glass you know he, he's doing the things that he can do to impact the game right he's he's you know, defending and, you know, ball screen situations and some perimeter defensive situations are sometimes a challenge for him, but he's trying, you know, I mean, he's playing with the, he's playing with a lot of effort and a lot of energy uh, and competing at a high level. And, and we can work with that and build on that for sure. We're here with Kieran Donahue, Scott Jackson, Chip Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Comes to us via the Ballyhoo's guest line. You know, on the on the flip side of that, of course, he's getting a lot of these opportunities because Danny Pounds, unfortunately, has, has not been able to stay on the floor with, with some early foul trouble uh, in the last couple games in particular, but it's really kind of been an ongoing thing. I guess for him, what, what will be the continued coaching points and uh, hopes of, of trying to get him to keep himself more available in these games? You know, I think this is going to sound uh, counterintuitive, but I think it's he's got to be more aggressive, right? Uh, you know, Danny's a good athlete, um, but at times he sort of gets caught in between, and when he's in between is when he gets in trouble with fouls. He, he's just, you know, he's got to be more aggressive and more athletic um, instead of sort of being in between. And so I, I you know the point we're making to him, the point we're showing him on film, the point we're talking to him about is is when he's, you know, when he's athletic, when he's aggressive. He's much more productive at both ends of the floor, um, you know. But certainly defensively, it's you know he, he gets caught in between sometimes, and then it's an awkward situation, and, and then you know he's fouling. Um, and again, because of the nature of the teams, you know, again when he's in the game, he's the last line of defense. You know, he, he's got to figure out he doesn't have the same length um, that Leroy does, right? He doesn't guard exactly the same way. Um, so we got to try to get him to do some of those similar things. Um, but again, it, it's for him. It's just about being more aggressive, being more athletic, and, and using his athleticism more, which I think will help him stay out of foul trouble. Well, you guys hit the road now for the next three, um, and starting in Marshall, of course, the team you beat just a few weeks ago uh, here in uh, Norfolk. You'll get to play them up there. Always, always a fun game with Marshall back and forth. Uh, what are the keys, though, going into this one? You know, to to see if you guys get a season sweep out of them. Well, we got to continue to put the ball in the basket, right? I mean, that's what we did uh, against Marshall in, in the first game. Right? We came out and we 
had probably the best shooting half we've had all season, I would imagine, right? And, you know, we, yeah. we shot it really, really, really well. I mean, 65% or something or higher in the second half alone. Um, you know, we put the ball in the basket um, and we, we attacked. We, uh, you know, we were efficient. We drove the ball and, and we, we finished. We drove the ball, we kicked, and, and we made, you know, we made some threes. You know, we made a bunch of threes um, for us. And, and, and that was a big factor. We, we knocked down open shots. Um, we didn't turn the ball over. We had a, a high assist ratio for us, right? Again, we, we created for each other and we knocked down open shots. Um, and so that's what we're going to have to do again, right? That's, that's, you know, that's, we did, we did that for a half against Georgia Southern, but we weren't able to do it for a full game. We, we did it, you know, more for the full game against uh, Marshall a few weeks ago. And then, and then we caught fire for sure down the stretch of the game and were able to really pull away with a convincing victory. Um, that's what we're going to have to do at the offensive end. We're, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to get to the rim and finish. We're going to have to get shots for other guys. Um, and we're going to have to knock down open shots. And then, you know, we, we defended very, very well in the second half of that Marshall game. I mean, we were, we were very, again, when, when we're at our best defensively, we're really active, right? And, and we were active and aggressive. And, um, and that's what we're going to have to do again for 40 minutes on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, and of course, you'll wrap it up at James Madison again. You know, that game last Wednesday, you know, a lot of the things we talked about with the Georgia Southern game in the second half it was much better, better effort, better defense, all those things. Um, again, just about getting off to the right start there. Yes, no, no, no question, right? We got to find a way to put it together for, for longer stretches. We got to find a way to put it together for full, full 40 minutes. Um, you know, we, our effort was, was really good against Georgia Southern at the beginning. You know, it's just mm-hmm. we, the, the shots didn't go in, right? And so it just kind of eked away from us a little bit. Um, you know, but the effort was there. Um, that's what we have to do. The effort has to be there. We, we've got to be a, an extremely hard-playing team. We've got to be, be a team that shares the ball with one another, and then we've got to capitalize on our opportunities, right? We get open shots. We've got to put the ball in the basket. All right, Kieran Donahue, best of luck on the uh, trip to Marshall and then wrapping up at Madison. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Thank you very much. Old Dominion Interim Coach Kieran Donahue with us. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. All right, so we have the Super Bowl set, 49ers and the, uh, what's that team called? Oh, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. I always forget because they've only been there for the last five times. I got to understand how they can fall. Yeah, I'm so surprised to see them there. Yes, the Chiefs are back. I got people complaining about officiating now. I mean, uh, so, oh, stop it! Yeah, they're getting stop. treated like the Patriots. I mean, I, I don't know. Listen, I, I actually thought yesterday was the least controversial officiated playoffs two games that we've had in a while. Thank you. Um, here's a good one. John Hampton says the Chiefs, if they win the Super Bowl this year, they're going to give um, <laughs> Kadarius Tony a cubic zirconia replica ring, <laughs> <laughs> like the ones they give the fans. Like you come out, hey, the first twenty five thousand fans get a replica ring this week. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, they like that. So the 49ers back the Super Bowl for the first time since 2019 when they, of course, uh, played these Kansas City Chiefs. It'll be eighth Super Bowl overall for the Niners, which is tied with Dallas, Broncos, and the Steelers for the second most all-time. Of course, New England has 11 uh, it's the 49ers' first Super Bowl appearance since that 31-20 loss to Kansas City. The Niners will play the Chiefs, um, the two winningest teams over the last five seasons as well. Kansas City's got 76 wins over the last five seasons. 
Um, this includes the playoffs, too. And uh, the Bills have 63, believe it or not, despite wow. not getting to the Super Bowl, and the 49ers have 62. Of course, yesterday, as we all remember, because we've been talking about it for three-plus hours, the 49ers rallied after a 17-point uh, deficit, their worst point differential in a quarter this season. Um, they were out gaining yardage, 170 to 42 second worst differential in a quarter this season. Lost a fumble and their first turnover of this possession. Had two drop passes, third and fourth downs. Tied for the most in the game this season. These are all the things that happened to the uh, Lions, I should say. Entering the postseason are Kyle Shanahan. Of course, the 49ers are 0-30 when trailing by 7 points or more in the fourth quarter and 0-19 when 17 points or more in the fourth quarter. So they've exercised all those demons. Brock Purdy in the second half was 13 of 16 with a touchdown and 49 yards rushing after going just 7 of 15 in the first half with an interception. Purdy's the eighth quarterback to start a Super Bowl within the first two years in the league and the first since Joe Burrow. So remember Joe Burrow did it just a couple seasons ago. And now Brock Purdy gets to do it. Of course, what is also different about these 49ers versus the last group that went there, not only is Brock Purdy the quarterback, Christian McCaffrey is the running back. Uh, he was not there. He was in Carolina at that time. So that's a big, big difference in this game as well. And, of course, the uh, 49ers in that game had their chances. You know, it ended up being, as we said, a game that uh, looks kind of lopsided, but it wasn't. You know, there's a big, there's a couple big plays in that game that were not made um, in that 31-20 loss, including a Jimmy G, you know, deep shot that was flat out missed to Samuel that people love to watch over and over again that are 49er fans to hate on Jimmy G. But, you know, and this this Chiefs team, like, they're probably the, the least explosive they've been on offense. Yeah, that's true. By, I mean, they're doing it differently. It's like by paper cuts. They're doing it by paper cuts. Pacheco's a big part of what they do. Um, they're much more ground-oriented. Although, if you remember that game, that was the Damian Williams game. Remember, Damian Williams game, he had like 100 yards of total offense uh, for the Chiefs in that win over the 49ers that year. So, Kansas City, you know, when they, um, when they need to, they, they always – are able to get some type of ground game going. And I think this this will be interesting is, again, can they throw the football? Everybody seems to be able to throw the ball in the Niners right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, can the can they Chiefs do that? Can they get, you know, Kelsey to have the kind of game he had yesterday um, in this one as well? Can Rice continue to do what he's been doing? Um, you know, and again, like those moments where, you know, there's big third downs, big fourth downs, Pat Mahomes – whether he's scrambling or running, whatever he does, just seems to make plays um, when they absolutely need him to constantly. And yesterday, you know, even though it was a second half where they didn't score a single point, the third down play to put it on ice where, you know, he throws the deep shot to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you know, big-time pass. Obviously, to trust Scantling after watching this entire season, where why would you trust anybody? Yeah. <laughs> on the outside, not named Rice. Big. And he did, and, he, and he, they came up for them. I mean, uh, just impressive stuff. Impressive stuff for them. And this Chiefs defense has been awesome. Uh, you know, but this is, all, this is a very good offense. It can come at you a lot of different ways with uh, McCaffrey obviously running it, Debo running it off the edges. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of different things they do very well that will, will challenge Steve Spagnuolo's team. And, you know, he's got two weeks to get ready for these guys, which, um, you know, cuts both ways. I get it, but... I think they'll have a good. I think the Chiefs will have a good plan for the 49ers. I mean, I and I'm, I'm surprised the 49ers. I guess I'm not surprised the 49ers were, were made the the favorite by Vegas right away. But I also 
think it's probably perfect for Kansas City because this is they've kind of thrived this year on this whole hey we're it's us against you know everybody who doesn't believe in us anymore really since week one when they lost that game to Detroit so mm-hmm. I think they're a one and a half point dog right now as as I said to you last week and I'll stick with this and our guy Jimmy Lewis ironically at the same time as has, has texted us when people say they hate the Chiefs all I hear is I wish my team was as good as the Chiefs <laughs> ain't that the truth <laughs> but yeah I mean like you can't how can you bet against Mahomes. At this point, you can't. It's really hard to do. If you're still doing it, you're a Niners fan. Yeah, and maybe hopeful. Maybe hopeful for something different. I I get it. People get tired. We, we, you know, it's not your team. You get tired of it. I, I do understand that. But man, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's they're in an all-time run here. Oh yeah. Potentially. Oh yeah. And again, the one thing they have not been able to do is do the back-to-back. If you're looking at a team that is, you know, truly a is a dynasty, I think a lot of times we, we equate it to being back-to-back champions at some point. And I think that's really the next thing that's on the list of things the Chiefs haven't done that we'll put on the, we'll put in front of them as we continue to move the goalposts on them. Yeah, and I mean, go out there and freaking beat them. If you're if you're upset about it, mm-hmm. go out there and and you know your team needs to get better and not good enough to beat them and make it so they're not in this situation anymore. Yeah, I mean, they this weekend. Again, it wasn't the most prolific offensive Chiefs game, but a lot of there was a lot of beauty in that uh, in the way they they played Lamar Jackson and that that offense, and the fact that they just came out and they they cha- they put the they played the game on their terms right away, right? Like they jumped on the Ravens and made them panicky. I mean, the Ravens really got away from who the Ravens were, and I was just stunned by that. I mean, why mm-hmm. why would you get so panicky? Uh, you've won this way all year, and it's just it was weird how they just kind of. So quickly wilted and um, decided they had a you know be in a drop back battle, which is not it's not what they do. That's the Mahomes. That's the Mahomes curse, though, isn't it? That's that's what he does. He walks into that stadium, and you automatically feel like you need to change what you've been doing the entire year to beat him. That's that's just the stigma that he brings, and and it seems to work every time. Nobody seems to have figured that out yet. By the way, the uh, yesterday with the 81 yards of Ravens, they had a game of at least a, a, a remember they had the streak going on because a few years ago it was very controversial. Uh, it was against Denver, and I think Vic Fangio was the coach. Where John Harbaugh late in the game uh, made sure they like ran plays under the two minute warning, even they were there ahead by a couple scores. Oh yeah, to, to, to keep extend their uh, streak to a hundred. Boy, they love their streaks. Yeah, they love. <laughs> yeah, so he did that. Remember, and then they have uh, that streak going to keep it going. But anyway, so it's over now. It was thirty five straight games that ends at with at least hundred yards rushing as a team. Uh, it was it's only the fifth longest in NFL history too, which is kind of goofy. It's hmm. not like it was Cal Ripken or something. Yeah, it's weird. It's not like you know, it's Lou Gehrig. Hey, the record that will stand for all time, time, time. It wasn't like that. It was just you know, like whatever, man. Yeah, thanks for nothing, fellas. Yeah, okay. So that was um, that was a, ended yesterday by Steve Spagnuolo. Had had they known that Todd Munkin might have got out there and had them run a few plays, yeah, they might the have. They run just a little more, a couple more scrambles. By the way, Pittsburgh Ross says, yeah, tied for the second most Super Bowl appearances, but tied for the most Super Bowl win. Hashtag Stillers. No, 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 no. They don't have the most Super Bowl wins. The Patriots do. Yeah. No, 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 no. Do they? I no, thought, I get another tie. That's right. We, we figured this out before, right? They're tied? I thought, yeah, I thought we figured this out already. No, I think the Could've Patriots still Patriots. the most, right? Could have sworn it was Patriots, yeah. Yeah, no, the Patriots are the most Super Bowl wins. They got six. Yeah, because Brady is seven. They have six. Yeah. yeah. The Pittsburgh has, oh, yeah, the Pittsburgh has six. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm sorry. Steelers, four with Noel, 
One cow or one Tom with six. Okay. That's right. So, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were counting okay. Brady's for the Patriots, we were which, Brady's. which we shouldn't do. I'm sorry. We were, yeah. Brady does not. He doesn't get to send the Tampa one to New England. No, he yeah, does sorry. not. Yes. Still tied. Still tied, Ross. Still tied for another year. I don't think you got to worry about the Patriots winning one anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think the Gerard <laughs> Mayo turnaround is going to be quite that fast. Oh, uh, boy. All right. From the 757, I'm not betting against Andy Reid anymore. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Do not do that. But At you, this get, point. you know, like Andy Reid, he's not as much fun. You know, he's a he's the guy who was too big of the punt, pass, and kick competition. You know, he doesn't have a flat build cap. He looks kind of sloppy over there. You know, he's probably got a little barbecue sauce on his mustache. But yet, you know, he's an offensive whiz, man. I mean, it, I, I get it. He was also in the, you know, going to take this back, coaching trees further, part of the old Bill Walsh coaching staff, right? Like, that's yep. all, they all birthed from the same place. He did his thing. Shanahan did his thing. I mean, they all they all learned from Walsh. It was quite a it's quite a it's quite a uh, group of coaches. It's, it's amazing what they've done. But Reed, in his own right, has had a tremendous not only his own personal run and what he's been able to do in two conferences. And I always felt his Philadelphia run never got enough credit, in part because they didn't win the Super Bowl, I suppose. But they still, did win that many division titles as they did. They own the NFC East. They went to all those conference finals, yes, and they didn't, you know, they only got to one Super Bowl, but very impressive. And then to do it again, what he's done in Kansas City now with the perfect quarterback pairing, it's like it almost feels unfair. Yeah, it almost feels like they're cheating, but they're not. See, I'm like, I got to be careful that because a lot of our our listeners think they're cheating. Well, the whole referee thing that was. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what the, a lot of people keep going back to. That. Oh yeah, the referees. And again, I was talking to somebody yesterday on the X, my man Gutley, we were talking about this whole um, refereeing thing. I go, I don't think you can find a grouping of refs that could, you could put in the Super Bowl that have a that will say, oh, the Chiefs have a losing record with these guys doing the games. Yeah, because they, they lost win. enough. Yeah. They don't lose that many games. So how are you going to find a referee crew or a referee with, you know, that's the head of the crew? They're like, oh, yeah, the Chiefs, they have a terrible record with this guy as a ref. Yeah, that's pretty fair. It's going to be very hard to find that person. Yeah. Unless we're going back to like when, you know, Herm Edwards was coaching the coaching the Chiefs or something. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, it's gonna, you're gonna have to bring some refs out of retirement to make that possible because it the, these guys don't lose often. So that's that's also been a uh, a big problem out of all this stuff to find that. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. If you want to join us, talking the game balls, lane balls earlier, uh, you can keep those coming through via the uh, text line. If you like it, 757-687-9494 or the Ballyhoo's phone line, 757-687-9494 as well. Again, to uh, reset, now that the Ravens and the Lions are done, like there's nothing stopping either the Commanders or the Seahawks, the two remaining teams with openings, to go ahead and hire any of those coaches that you know are on the list, so to speak. And I believe the uh, issue with the Seahawks is they have not interviewed – at least Ben Johnson, right, at all to this point. So they'd have to do two interviews with him in order to make that legal if they wanted to hire him, which is kind of goofy. So I guess you could yeah. bring him in, keep him overnight, and say, oh, we'll do the second interview tomorrow. I guess. I guess. I guess. guess that's how that would work. But it's very strange that they didn't kind of do that ahead of time. And I'll be interested to see what they end up hitting on, right? Like when it falls on. Because somebody had texted me earlier and said, hey, have they not even interviewed Vrabel? No, Vrabel has been to Seattle, right? I'm not wrong about that. 
He's been to Seattle. Yes, he has. And he was yes. in Atlanta, remember, but he didn't get that job, clearly, because right. they hired Raheem Morris. But if Rabel, is, it's been interesting, because I, I don't think I had him... You know, you could have drawn a path. It was pretty apparent early on that it was like one place or bust for Belichick. But, man, Vrabel not to have a job is, is not something I would have expected. Yeah, that's expected a little weird. Yeah. So, I guess Schefter also, when he did the McAfee show today thing today, also did say, had, Vrabel, had excuse me, Harbaugh, you know, spurned the spurned the Chargers, then that would have been where Vrabel would have landed. That's what, that's what the Chargers' plan B was. So, again. All right. He's going to wait it out. Apparently, Belichick, you know, if he gets another shot, is going to be out this year. And there, there will be some big names, uh, big uh, jobs next offseason, clearly, with the potential of the Jets, Giants, um, you know, Cowboys, certainly, if they're going to make McCarthy sink for a supper on a one-year deal. Uh, Eagles, potentially. I mean, there's, you know, you can go through the list. I guess Bills, you could say. I mean, just anybody hasn't made a hire in the last two years, pretty much, in play. And, of course, the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, the we'll Panthers are annual. always in play. Yeah, always the Panthers are always in play. So look at it that way. All right, 757-687-9494. Uh, we're going to get to some of the championship weekend leftovers coming up on the other side. Uh, also, some of the broadcast news from the whole uh, weekend that was as well to get to before we get out of here. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED, 757-687-9494. Yesterday's uh, end of the NFC portion of the schedule may mean the uh, end of uh, an era, well, short era, uh, in terms of the Fox broadcast. We'll get to that coming up and what we missed in a bit. But let's uh, let's get some calls in before we get out of here. i got some more texts to get to. I got some angry guy. I must have lost some money yesterday on the game. Uh, I'm going to read his text as well because I'm really not sure what we're talking about. Uh, but let's go to Paulie first in Norfolk. What's up, Paulie? Hell to the W. Scott Jacks, what's up, man? Paulie. Good with you, man. Paulie757, what's up? Ain't no man. James, my guy. What's going on, man? My dude, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Hey, listen, man. There ain't no difference between Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo, other than Garoppolo got porn star girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. you're telling me you think you're, we're going to uh, see a Purdy, like a Garoppolo type of career at some point? Uh, I'm, that's what I'm telling you, man. Hey, Garoppolo got him to the Super Bowl, didn't he? It, it almost won the Super Bowl, didn't he? They're the same quarterback, man. There's nothing really special about Brock Purdy. Now, I could say it's something about special about Jimmy G, but – you know, that's more of his choice of women. Yeah. <laughs> his choice of football plays. You know what I mean? Hey, if somebody need to go check Dan Campbell's Bet Rivers account. And <laughs> 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 if you can't find it in Bet Rivers, check DraftKings. It's somewhere. It's something. He leaving the trail or something, man, because them two calls were ridiculous. I don't care what you talking about, Jack. That's what, that's what got them there. Well, you there. Now you're trying to get to the next place, man. It, hey, look, it was the second half. You know, halfway through the third quarter, you know, and all of a sudden he started looking at his phone. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, you can't make them calls, man. You can't do that, man. You got, Again, you know, you he did it all year. Did he win for two how many times in a row, even though they got the play call back in Dallas? I mean, why does it surprise you? It, this, but it ain't about being surprised. It's yeah. about just the regular season. Yeah. It's just like how the players got to take it up a notch in the playoffs. Yeah. Or the coaches got to take it up. They, they're coaching up a notch, too. 
Like, come on. By, by going conservative? By go, I mean, no, not being. That's not, that's not being conservative. It's, it's called yeah. being strategic. But his, he but his kicker again. His kicker forward. is not good. His kicker's not Who good. Is that? And his defense, by the way, well, yeah. But again, he knows what you have going into the game. You can't fix the kicker on the way to San Francisco. So you know what you have. The guy hasn't kicked outdoors much. You you say he's been doing this all season long, right? If you name me a contender, and it's worked, dude. And they won, kicker. and they won thirteen games for it. It sure is a hell of a lot better than name what half the league's that, doing. Talking regular season again. Yeah. We talking about championship okay. game, not the regular season. The Forty Niners, the four. Listen, the Forty Niners and the Chiefs. By the way, the Chiefs yesterday went for it on fourth down, didn't convert in lost points. Right early in the first game. Half. Right, for, right, first, first half. right, first half exactly. And guess what? They Those still overcame. What are they doing third football. down? Were you, were you? What would you have said if Andy Reid? What, what would you have said if Mahomes overshot Volta Scantling and then they get the ball back? The Ravens do. They're going to score a touchdown. Would you have been the guy today going, "Oh, this different dumbass game. Andy Reid shouldn't have taken different the game, shot play." Flow the game. Mm-hmm. That's not reading the game, man. They was on skates. They was on ice capades. Look, they needed the the, the second fourth down. He needed to stop the bleeding. They and, needed and, and shanking a field goal and shanking. A, and by the way, kicking a field goal and tying it with seven and a half left. This is like the Bills argument a few weeks ago when there was one fifty left for Pat Mahomes at two timeouts. It doesn't end no, the game. It doesn't, it doesn't put matter. the game into at overtime. Point, they needed something positive. I'd rather be right. And that's what he was trying to do. That's what he was trying to do. Seven minutes left in a tie right. game. It's zero zero. I, I can't believe you, who hates Joey Sly more than any five. player in the NFL, would dare want to put the get the kickers involved in these games but hey i never thought paulie was going to be the guy who wants the kickers to make the statement for a team but whatever that's fine man with james what you're hearing this this is me this the real me and sky jack yeah this is right here (laughs) oh i I knew i knew long before it was coming yeah there's a lot of air floating around that brain right now man i mean again all we do is watch football to say, please keep the kickers out of it. Here's a coach that's given us that all year. Scores. And now we're going to chicken out because you didn't make it. This didn't work. In the second half. Yeah. You got to go up three scores in the second half. Yeah. You got to stop the bleeding. Right. Stop uh, fumbling. Catch the ball. Catch the interception. Zero zero. Right. All that stuff. I'm, I'm with you. All that stuff. Jameer Gibbs, don't fumble. Uh, hey, Reynolds, maybe catch exactly. a couple balls, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Everything the players was doing was yeah. going wrong. Right. But as the coach, you know, what, what smooth but he was trying to be confident, what, man. What, what, what's your boy Smooth always say? He said, since the thugs need a hug. They needed a hug, and he turned his back on them. I guarantee you. That's I don't even know what Smoot's thinking right now. I don't, I, I don't know what Smoot said about this, but I guarantee you he wasn't one for – let's let the kicker make the statement in the football game. I guarantee you that. Hey, listen, listen. Let me call him right now. fundamentally sound move. Guess what? You make the fundamental move and it doesn't work, then you know what? Your criticism right. is not as bad as you think – as you trying to think outside the box mm-hmm. or be the smartest no, guy. No, you're right. No, he wasn't trying to be – no, he's not. Work. Here's what Dan Camp – here's where you're missing the point. He's not trying to be – Danalytics, like, hey, I'm listening to some guy in my ear. This is how he thinks. He's like, I'm trying to put the pressure on the other team. I'm going to need to score in the mid 30s to beat the 49ers, not kick a field goal. Missing the point, brother. No, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. I know that's Dan Campbell, right? And that you know what? That Dan Campbell works good for the regular season, but this is not the regular season. You know, you know that when when that move didn't work for them in the regular season, like Dallas, and they lost the game. Nobody lost any seat behind it. Last night, it was a bunch of Detroit players waking up in the middle of the night saying, I'm going to the transfer portal. 
Yeah, I, I think it's the opposite. I think the players love it. Would you want it? No, you ask a real football player. Would you want your kicker to have you know the saying, or do you want to go for a fourth yeah, and three? Come on, man. Team. Go Get do your here. job, bro. I watch you over there play golf every day while I'm running these wind sprints. Yeah. Do your job. They don't With want the it. Oblong pigskin they don't want their it. abnormal age. They don't want it, man. They want to finish the game. They want to be the ones that do it. No, no, no. They, they wanted that game. Look, listen, you got to save the players for themselves sometime. And it was coming. There's yeah. one There's one thing on the team. They did one good job on, on. They showed that stat where they had 75 49ers players that had championship yeah. experience. And Detroit had seven. And it showed. It showed that in that, the last uh, quarter and a half. It showed that experience took over, and they wilted under their lack of experience. Well, so, listen, yeah, they but, have, like, the best roster in the NFL. They they shouldn't have been even getting their ass kicked in the first place, but they were. And how did they well, get off to the lead? They went for it early. I mean, they were they weren't scared the early. Green Bay, too. Yeah, I know. So the best roster stuff, they can get yeah. off the window. It's the championship right. game. Well, they, they got a problem getting out of the gates. Maybe they got to focus on that. But my point is... Again, Campbell's this way they've rolled all year. He, he was true to himself, unlike uh, the Ravens. Yeah, unlike the Ravens who tried to morph into freaking Air Coriel yesterday and, and paid for it. I mean, this is, di- I mean, again, you can look at it any way you want. I just, their kicker, if he misses it, you're right. Then everybody's like, ah, oh, the kicker, let's run him out of town. Instead, Dan Campbell put his nuts well, on, the, on the table to get him chopped off. And you know what? He got him chopped off. Listen, but listen, listen. He didn't try either one of those times. And this was in the second half. One was late in the fourth quarter. Right. The other one was and both the of them were in the quarter. range like, where on, if you man. looked at the you numbers, if you looked at the numbers, this guy, A, had not bro. kicked a – he had kicked one field goal uh, outdoors all year, and it was well, earlier in the game. They got the wrong, that's on, well, that's on right. them again for not having the right, right. kicker. But again, this is what you had yesterday, Paulie. championship contender team. You listen, ain't got a good kicker. Listen. Well, Robbie Gold ain't is. walking through that door. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Gold's not walking through that door. 49ers were saying Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray wasn't walking through the door. Anyway, I just thought of Robbie Gold because they're in San Francisco. Still, man, still, you got to make the fundamentally sound play. Right, like not fumbling a a ball? I don't know, like getting the handoff properly or Uh, catching an interception to hit your face mask or like fourth and three. Hey, he hits me on the hands. Maybe I should catch it. I agree. It's fundamentals. Amen. See, you agree with me. Yeah. I knew you agree with me deep down. Thing, I knew you agree with listen, me deep down. You are not listen, a pro listen. kicker guy. This is embarrassing for you and your family that you're trying to talk up kickers no, here on the radio station. You, it's embarrassing. You a, a company management guy, man. Um, I didn't know that about you. Man. Hey, company management. You hey. Company players, management. What are you talking <laughs> about? Oh, Dan, Dan Campbell's Campbell anything but company management. Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell is golden, too, right? I guess it was Ernest Bynes fault for falling, uh, fumbling on a one-yard line. Where, where Marty could have just told the quarterback to take a knee too, right? Like, come on, man. Take a hey, knee? Look. What are you talking about? That was they were trying to get tie the game, dude. You don't even know the situation. <laughs> get out of here. Goodbye, Polly. What are you talking about? They were going to tie the game. What are you nuts? Take a knee. Yeah, it was Vernon Spiner's fault, by the way. I love Ernest Spiner. Yes, Biner, it was. But it was his fault. He'd be the first to tell you it was. Yes, it was. But he also got them back in the game when he was with the uh, Browns. Anyway. All right, 757-687-9494. The text line, um, where did I? I had another one here. I don't know. It's so weird. I don't, why do I even bother? I don't know. They, they won't respond, so whatever. Don't need to read it. 
Uh, but anyway, somebody who thought the game was clearly lost money in the Ravens game, worst game ever. I never said it was a great. I said the two championship games is the least controversial weekend for officiating. That is what you that said. we've had in a long time, and that I will stand by. Find me all the stories written about officiating besides you know triggered fans who lost money. There were no major controversial calls in the, in the championship weekend, no. which no. is rare if you've been paying attention to this season. And officiating. That was the point. Got to use but whatever. That. Open your ears. Got to use get, the volume knob. Yeah, There's use the volume, volume knob or clean it up. And then I don't know. Talking about something in the Bills game that I want to rule changes. I wouldn't even on the radio here. You dope at that time. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. We'll come back. We'll put a wraps on this one with some what we missed. What happens to Greg Olson next here on the Scott Jackson Your Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. All right, it is that time before we say goodbye uh, to catch up on all the things you probably missed. Um, you know, last night was the end of an era and it wasn't a very long era, but it was, was an era, uh, of Greg Olson as the number one analyst on Fox. Cause, uh, remember he replaced Troy Aikman after Troy Aikman went to Monday night football and he's going to be replaced by Tom Brady on the top crew next season. Cause remember Tom Brady got a year to, I guess, I don't know, practice, find himself, find himself. And now he's going to be on the top crew next year. And we don't know what's going to happen with Greg Olson. Will he be moved to the number two team, which would be a, a salary cut of significant proportions? Or I don't know, maybe one of these other networks would want Greg Olson. I don't know, maybe CBS with Jim Nance. Greg Olson and Al Michaels on Thursday Night Football. Well, there's that. I mean, you know, the um, Florida State fans would be happy to see her less Kirk Herbstreet, I'm sure. As you're still mad at him. I mean, Herbie needs a nap, didn't he? Well, at some he point, he should take a nap. Yeah, Get a but break? I'll be fascinated to see what happens with Olson. I think he does. I think he's did yeoman's work. But it's you know, it's weird, man. Like you have to be a quarterback to have one of these jobs. Yeah, to be the top guy now. It's really yeah. become like everything else. It's all skewed to the quarterback. But he's you know he did he did a good work and does it concisely. He's not trying to make it about him. He's not uh, interrupting. Kevin Burkhardt every minute going, Kevin, 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 or anything like that. <laughs> that just doesn't sound right. I know. Jim, 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 Jim. <sighs> Somebody in the gym count yesterday in the CBS uh, AFC Championship <laughs> game in the first half, they said it was only seven gyms. So there's a suspicion that Tony is aware of the drinking games that have been associated with the CBS broadcast that will, of course, be up in Super Bowl week as well. Wow. Uh, that, you know, you can do the gym, you know, how many gyms will you get each half over unders? Uh, there's going to be a line for that, too, isn't there? I hope so, because I'm all about betting on some of that stuff. <laughs> That's the craziest all right, prop ever. So our Steeler fans would be happy to hear this, but Art Rooney II, um, in an interview, said that uh, the Steelers plan to extend Mike Tomlin this offseason, but they are not looking for status quo in terms of what they've been doing. He said, we've had enough of this, uh, according to ESPN.time. It's time to get some wins. It's time to take these next steps. And Rooney said the Steelers would have uh, made a coaching change if they didn't think Mike Tomlin was absolutely able to lead us to a championship. said, certainly there's a lot of resolve and determination here, and I think I've said it before, I think all of us have been around for long enough to be anxious to take the next step, all of us getting very, uh, getting a little impatient, and we need to have some kind of improvement. We want to see it. Uh, Mike believes that as firmly as I as anybody else in this building. So there you go. I do also see a story today that they still believe in Kenny Pickett which may hamper the opportunity to take those next steps. I'm not sure how much that says about Mike Tomlin, if they believe in both of them. Yeah, and then they also have um, apparently a desire to bring Mason Rudolph back into the mix next season, too. <laughs> He's never leaving Pittsburgh, no. ever. Well, who's going to – over the weekend, too, the story was Arthur Smith, right, the former Falcons head coach? Yeah. 
was uh, in there for an interview with their offensive coordinator position. Oh, they'll just love him in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no question. We have like, you know, B. John Robinson, the one yard line. You're going to have Desmond Ritter drop back and pass the football. <laughs> anyway. All right, we got people to thank today. Uh, Kieran Donahue, Old Dominion interim coach. Uh, all of you and all the winners. Thanks to all the. For all the we're going to be giving away tickets all week, right? We're going to this. Oh, we've got a lot of tickets. Every day this week. we got oh, tickets yeah. on top of tickets to give away because that's how we roll. So uh, be on the list now for that. Tomorrow, hot take Tuesday, so save your hot takes for them. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be sure to get to those. And obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl, maybe the offseason stuff. Who knows? Maybe an actual update on the uh, commander's progress and their head coach or the Seahawks because there's two left. And uh, they got to get filled at some point. All right. We are represented by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident? Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. Our thanks to the good folks at Larry King Law. Uh, If you need help with any type of injury issue, be sure to reach out to them. They are the attorneys. My family trusts. You should trust them as well. All right. That'll do it. Thanks to James Witham, Scott Jackson, saying so long until tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Have a very good night.